with the Environment in Focus, I'm Tom Pelton. Daniel Estrin remembers when he was eight years old. He was fly fishing with a friend in a stream in New York State. His friend's father caught something. At first they thought it was a fish. But when he reeled it in, it turned out to be a salamander, but with a huge mouth and weird flaps of skin hanging off its sides. We were shocked. We thought, this animal doesn't belong here. What, are the, what is this thing? It's, it's an enormous, it was like two feet long. Um, I was a kid at the time, which probably made it seem even bigger than, than it is. But it's an enormous animal. If you ever find a, a normal, sort of what we consider a normal salamander, this is probably 100 times bigger than that. And it looks like something out of prehistoric times. The creature was an eastern hellbender. Despite its ominous name, the hellbender is completely harmless to people, having tiny teeth, soft skin, and living quietly under rocks and streams. Estrin never forgot the magic of seeing that reclusive animal. They look like a salamander, but, you know, on steroids, an enormous-sized creature with these uh, interesting kind of ripples of skin along their sides that has given them the nickname of uh, the lasagna lizard, or I've also seen old lasagna sides. Almost a half century later, Estrin, now advocacy director for the nonprofit Waterkeepers Alliance, took legal action last week to try to save North America's largest species of salamander. Working with the Center for Biological Diversity and other allies, Estrin filed a notice of intent to sue the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to try to force the agency to designate the eastern hellbender as an endangered species, which would trigger a series of legal protections for it. Populations of hellbenders have declined precipitously across the Appalachian region. In Maryland, for example, there are only an estimated five left in the mountains of the western part of the state. Driving down their numbers have been acidic drainage from coal mines, the sedimentation of streams, dam construction, pathogens, and climate change. Peter Patokas is a biologist at Lycoming College in Pennsylvania and a national expert on hellbenders. He said other, less discussed factors in the disappearance of hellbenders have been human ignorance and persecution of the animals. Well, if we go back to the 1930s in Pennsylvania, there was a concerted effort by sportsmen's groups to basically exterminate the hellbender from area streams in the mistaken belief that they fed on their beloved brook trout, when in fact hellbenders really don't associate with trout, they don't occupy the same kinds of streams, and they generally don't feed on fish very much. About 99% of their diet is crayfish. The Center for Biological Diversity and Allies first petitioned the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service in 2010 to protect the eastern hellbender. Although the federal agency protected a subspecies and small populations in Arkansas and Missouri, the Trump administration in 2017 ruled that protecting the eastern hellbender in the rest of the U.S. was not warranted, triggering last week's legal effort to get that overturned. Brian Sigge is senior attorney with the Center for Biological Diversity. The Trump administration did a number on the Endangered Species Act. They changed and watered down requirements for everything from listing the species to the preparation of its recovery plans to the designation of critical habitat. We're in court fighting all of those things. He said the Biden administration has signaled a more supportive and sympathetic attitude toward endangered species. 
Help could be on the way for the Hellbender. With the environment in focus, I'm Tom Pelton of the Environmental Integrity Project, author of The Chesapeake in Focus. This program is sponsored by the Able Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own.